Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Yusuf, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. What's up, guys? Smash that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Comment on the video, because we just had a barn burner use. A good performance, a disappointing result. Feels like a typical Barca game this season so far, and it just feels like this. I feel like this game and a lot of the season is going to feel like how Dembele has felt for the last few years, where it's just like there's so <laughs> much potential there, but we don't seem to just put it all together in one game. Sure, but I mean, we're coming into our first uh, t- uh, international game after getting knocked out of the Champions League against Bayern Munich, right? We haven't had a lot of international plays recently. Some of these players just came in after the January transfer window, Chirore, Aubameyang, Ferran Torres. So really, I mean, from today's performance, I think that was it was pretty good for all the changes that we've gone through, through all the upsets. And, you know, a 1-1 draw doesn't really talk about what happened during sure. the game. And Napoli, because I Napoli think, are a really good team, uh-huh. right? They're third in Serie A. Yeah, for uh, sure. Almost higher. You know, I think Javi said in the pre-match press conference they're a Champions League level team. And I think they certainly are. And I think they will definitely be in the Champions League, hopefully with us next season. Got to shout out the fact that Atletico <laughs> Madrid just dropped a game to, I believe, Levante yesterday, which is, you know, bolstering mm-hmm. our hopes uh, when we come up against Valencia this Sunday and I think you're right I mean it's it, should we just get into it use because I think the ultimate question of this game and and part of you know the whole narrative like is it a good performance that we're just unhappy with the result kind of is mirrors Ferran Torres in this game right where clearly sure. Ferran Torres missed a crap ton of shots and not just <laughs> miss them he didn't hit like he didn't get it on goal right the goalie didn't stop it the post no. didn't hit it he skied a bunch of opportunities and you know in the toxic polarized twitter uh, reddit instagram social media sphere around soccer and barca particularly it's either all or nothing right like you know you look at messi in his game against real madrid he's either like the greatest player of all time or he's shit he's washed <laughs> he's you know nothing and so i feel like you know along with barca's performance Ferran torres was kind of that too today because he was making a lot of uh, runs he, he he's got good movement on the ball that we haven't seen in a forward in quite some time but you know at the end of the day it's not like he missed one or two shots he probably missed five or six and that's what cost us the game and if we don't you know advance on from this tie that's what we'll really look back on right like we think about the Liverpool home leg where we won I think 3-1 uh, a few years ago and everyone remembers Dembele missing that opportunity at the end of the game uh, if we get knocked out here in the Europa League and we don't have a chance to win it it'll definitely come back to Ferran Torres and skying all those shots right and so I guess my question to you is how do you rate Ferran Torres are you happy and I think you know depending on what you say that will be uh, illumin- it will kind of illuminate how you feel about the Barca performance today Sure. I mean, I think they he totally had great positioning. He was on the ball. He's actually been on the ball in the, today's game against Napoli than most of the other performances he's had. So that already is a plus in my book. And then on top of that, he took chances. He was able to move uh, with the ball. He scored but, a you penalty. Know, he didn't, he, True, he did score a penalty, but he just wasn't clinical. And when I say he wasn't clinical, I don't mean he just couldn't score. Like you said, these shots are just going into the stands. <laughs> it's just not overall very accurate. I don't know what was going on. He seemed to be very emotional after the game. Yeah. Maybe maybe something's going on he in his crying, head. But right? I he, would he was say weeping yeah. after the game because he was so disappointed. I don't think it's any personal thing. I think he's <laughs> just bummed like we all are that at the camp knew he didn't have the performance we want. And like we were saying, if the goal was two times as big, those shots still wouldn't have been on goal, right? <laughs> Which I think is indicative of a lot of the issue we face. And, and so, 
if I had to give my opinion on this whole thing, I think I'm overall happy, right, that Ferran Torres mm-hmm. had a pretty good performance. Like, he again, he cost us the game and wasn't clinical, but it's just like Barca. Like, this is a team that is getting, like you said, new players involved. We are adjusting lineups. We are, you know, trying to learn how to play in Javi style, and it's going to be a work in progress the whole season, and at least Ferran Torres was better again, like you said, than he has been. Because when we start to look at the starting lineup with a few surprises I think we should get into, I was not looking forward to seeing Ferran Torres start this game, and he did, right? Mm-hmm. And so if we look at the lineup, mm-hmm. Ter Stegen, then in the back four we had Mingueza, Piquet, Eric Garcia, Jordi Alba. Then we had in the midfield Nico, Frankie de Jong, Pedri. Then up front we had Traore, Aubameyang, and Ferran Torres, right? And so I think as you look through that lineup, there are a few standouts. Why don't you let us know your thoughts about Mingueza, about No Busquets, and about that front three use? Sure. So I was, I'll was i start in the back because Mingueza hasn't played at all uh, in the last maybe five, ten games, whatever it is. And it's just crazy to see that we're coming against the top third team in uh, in the uh, Italian league and we're going to play Mingueza who hasn't played whatsoever. We have Des. We didn't sign in Danny Alves or sign up Danny Alves. So why are we not playing Des? Des has had most of the time on the pitch. He's great defensively in general. He may, We have Torore in the front of him to make that offensive play. Mm-hmm. Don't know why Mingueza is there. And overall, didn't think he did a very good thing. But it seems like Javi listened to us for once. Maybe he's listening to the fans. <laughs> Busquets didn't start this game. And I was happy with it. We had Pedri, Nico, and uh, Frankie de Jong. They seemed to do pretty good. But I would just say that they didn't have enough um, passes forward in open play. To They seemed to pass around a little too much sometimes or circle the ball. Um, and then in the front, I was actually excited to see Aubameyang to start. That was something we haven't seen yet. He's been only coming on as subs. And then we had him, Ferran Torres, and Torore. So I thought that would have been good. But I just think he also fell flat uh, clinically. He took a couple shots early, but then seemed to slowly disappear off Ob- later in the game. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think my take is, yeah, starting at the back like you, I think Mingueza has been bad this season, right? Like we... We were really stoked on Mingueza, and he worked really well in a back three, uh, you know, basically mm-hmm. a year ago for Ronald Koeman. And ever since then, especially in the, you know, since the season started in September, he's been very bad. He's regressed, regressed quite a bit. And so to see him in a big <laughs> game really makes me just think that uh, Xavi must not rate Dest at all, which seems kind of crazy to me. Because if you look at the formation we played, uh, I could have understood if we were playing like a 3-5-2 type setup where Mingueza was in the back three. Like I said, he'd been good at that, but we didn't really uh, use that formation too often. I thought we stuck to a 4-3-3 pretty consistently. And the, the the issues with Mingueza surfaced, right? There were a few times where Napoli would just pass the ball around him and he didn't seem to have the defensive capabilities to stop. And then our biggest threat so far in the new year, 2022, has been Adama Traore who again had a wonderful game and was able, uh, a pretty good game, and was able to draw a penalty, right, which of course got us the tie. But the reason why Traore didn't have a really, really good game like we've seen in the last few games is because he was kind of isolated. I felt like the Napoli team always had two men on him. And if you don't have a right back, right, like Dest, who can, you know, cause the defense to be worried, then they can just load up two on Traore and kind of eliminate his threat. I think Traore has uh, showed a little bit in this game some of the flaws he's had in the Premier League right on Wolves where he just thinks every time he has the ball he's got to take on his opponents and when it works out you're (laughs) just so excited because that's the type of player Barca haven't had for a while that we really need but when it doesn't work out like today and the defense is set up to try and stop him it can fall a little bit flat though he did get that penalty I think my thoughts on the midfield were that you know 
I was interested to see if we had like a double double pivot with Frankie DeJong and Nico, but it really looked like for the most of the game, Frankie DeJong was serving as that pivot, that uh, defensive midfielder, CDM. And it was interesting because I love the way the midfield is very fluid under Xavi, right? There were times where Frankie DeJong would drive the ball forward, dribbling it, and then you would see Nico kind of come back and cover for him. Like you said, I thought the midfield did really well. You know, one thing we were talking about before this is that we didn't get to see Aubameyang use his speed or Traore that often. It's because... Frankie and Pedri together, they don't make a lot of long uh, long balls, right? Either on the ground or in the air to get our wings or our forward running against the opponent. It's a lot of small passes connecting with each other to try and get the ball forward. And so I didn't think we got to use Aubameyang's speed and his ability in open field or tri-rays as well because we didn't really look for a lot of long balls to try and get, you know, an advantage uh, with our wingers against the defense. Uh, but the one thing I would say is, like you said, uh, Javi listened, right? Busquets didn't start a big European game a big european game quote unquote <laughs> um and that was for the best and i thought the the thing that was very appealing to see is one whereas in years past busquets not starting has been really bad for us and our midfield kind of falls apart this game nico frankie and pedri stood strong and looked pretty good and then when busquets came on as a sub i think he came on in like the 65th minute for frankie he did a really good job against tired legs because he wasn't at as big of a risk of having to provide defensive cover for Eric Garcia and PK. And therefore, you know, a lot of his weaknesses as he's gotten older are, are, are gone. And his positives were still there. And I thought he did a good job of facilitating the ball and trying to help us, you know, transition from left to right. Um, I, I guess the only thing I have to think about, right, is the game didn't clearly didn't go well from a performance standpoint. And we've talked at nauseum about how Ferran Torres didn't put away opportunities that could have really made this, and especially the second half, like a 3-1, a 4-1 game. How did you feel use about Javi's substitutes? Because if you look at it, right, 65th minute, we put on Gavi for Nico. We also put on Dembele for Traore, and we put on Busquets for Frankie. Then the 81st minute, we have Destan for, for Mingueza. And then around the 85th minute, we have Luke Dejong for Obama Yang. So looking at that, I have a few thoughts myself, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on the subs and how you thought Xavi managed the game. Typically, I thought that he should have subbed in a little bit earlier, especially after uh, Ferran Torres scored that penalty in the 59th minute, because I think with the way the game was going, seeing that Ferran Torres was not able to create and score other than that penalty, uh, we needed more on the field to take the lead in this game. I definitely wanted to see Dembele come on, which he did, but a little later. And it would have been good to have Luke de Jong come in at the same time and change up the front lineup. Because with I think mm -hmm. if you had Chirore and Dembele on both wings, we're able to cut inside. If we're going to use Luke de Jong as that header guy or that one-trick guy, then why not have two of the best people I can think of on our team in the front on the wing? to cross the ball in or to create that space to get that uh, Luke Dijon the ball to score that goal. And dude, now, Luke Dijon almost had that uh -huh. bicycle kick. He's been trying yeah. for so many <laughs> games in a row to do it. And I, I was so hoping <laughs> that that bicycle kick went in. Yeah, but we can't. <laughs> Although I like it and it is very uh, entertaining, mm -hmm. we just got to score the ball. Sure. And that's what I'm concerned sure. about. But he is, but you know, like in, you were saying, uh -huh. Luke Dijon, I, I kind of agree with you. I, th I thought that the subs were a little bit too late, uh, especially Luke Dijong. I thought he should have come on earlier. I also thought, you know, Dest should have come on from Mingueza. That looked like it clearly wasn't working, you know, probably 20, 25 minutes into the game. And so I do <laughs> think Javi needs a little bit more. Sure. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's hubris. Maybe he thinks that the lineup he set at the beginning and the chances he's taken, he wants to see that through because he's hoping it will result in a, a victory. And then, you know, he'll get... I'm not going to say he wants adulation, but he'll get you know pride in his own strategy for it working out. But I think sometimes these strategies aren't working out, 
and we need to be more we need to be quicker in our adjustments right and so i thought sure, Busquets totally. on was great i thought putting on dembele was great it's just a matter of who we take off and who we put on like you said i thought ferran torres should have been gone earlier and i thought luke de jong should have come on uh and possibly also um you know take off uh Traore. so i was you know hit or miss i think frankie de jong as well taking him off was a little bit Oh, I don't know. Questionable. I, I even though I wanted Busquets on, I think maybe if we put on Busquets for Nico, that could have beget some more success. Although you know we're getting to the point now where uh, Gavi and Nico are so good that wanting them on the field, we're gonna have to take off Pedri or Frankie or Busquets, and so you know we're just seeing kind of the development of a of a hard situation because of how many blessings we have with that young midfield. Um, I, I'm trying to think. You, I think that's all I have to talk about. Were there any more points you want to cover? The last thing I want to say is, you fans out there, stop booing Dembele coming onto the oh, pitch because yeah. he's doing a wonderful job when he comes on, and he we need him as long as we can have him. We're in a tight race in La Liga, champion or Europa League is not over with, obviously, so we have plenty of room for him to play, and he's doing really well. Don't don't give him that negative energy because he wants to play for Barcelona in some capacity because he's still coming on the pitch and performing very well. It's but that's amazing, all I really want to say. Like Dembele mm-hmm. is really a mag. Like, you know, I'm a big Dembu's fan. I say it almost every episode. I really want him to resign. <laughs> uh, but he's just so Dude. clearly our best offensive player. Like he just adds a dynamism and a, a speed and an ability to get the ball off his feet. That is just so much different than even Traore or, you know, of course, Ferran Torres or Aubameyang or any other forward we have. And every time I see him play, you can just tell that the opposition and the Barca team want to see him with the ball uh, because he just, you know, I feel like we're always at the end of those games when he comes in as a sub, funneling it to him because of how much he creates. And, I, you know, one interesting point that you mentioned, you, uh, I think, earlier today is that, you know, Dembele has taken on a different role now without Messi. Like, Without Messi giving, you know, these incisive passes that Dembele can run onto, Dembele has taken a bigger role as a facilitator, and he's getting so close. And I just really think that Dembele and Luke de Jong playing for more than 20, or in this game, actually <laughs> only five minutes at a time, sure. is going to beget us a lot of success. So I agree with you. I really hope, you know, I, I, I'm i like someone who's gotten broken up with but still clinging on to hope. I'm just hoping <laughs> that somehow um, Dembele will sign on and, and be very happy with the season. But... Maybe, maybe not. All I know is I really want everyone to hit that subscribe button. Click that <laughs> yeah. like button. Let us know in the comments your <laughs> thoughts. We'll be back here on Sunday after that early Valencia game. So we will see you guys all then. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.